Now we're going to move into our Old Testament passage together, and we're going to go through 1 Kings chapter 12, verse 25, all the way to chapter 14, verse 20 together. So a little bit long, but we're going to go through. Let's grab our pens and let's mark up some important things here. Verse 25, Then Jeroboam built Shechem in the hill of the country of Ephraim and lived there. And he went out from there and built Neunil. And Jeroboam said in his heart, Now the kingdom will turn back to the house of David. If the people will go up and offer sacrifices in the temple of the Lord at Jerusalem, and the heart of his people will turn again to their Lord, to Rehoboam, king of Judah, and they will kill me and return to Rehoboam, king of Judah. So the king took counsel and made two calves of gold. And he said to the people, You have gone up to Jerusalem long enough. Behold your gods, O Israel, who brought you out of Egypt. And he set one in Bethel, and he put the other one in Dan. Then this thing became a sin, for the people went as far as Dan to be before one. Not smart thinking. He also made temples over high places and appointed priests from among all the people who were not of the Levites. And Jeroboam appointed a feast on the fifteenth day of the eighth month, like the feast that was in Judah. He made a sacrifice on the altar, so he did in Bethel, sacrificing to the calves that he made. And he placed in Bethel the priests of high places that he had made. He went up to the altar that he had made in Bethel on the fifteenth day on the eighth month, in the month that he devised from his own heart. And he instituted a feast for the people of Israel and went up to the altar to make offerings. Chapter 13. And behold, a man of God, always a remnant, came out of Judah by the word of the Lord to Bethel. Jeroboam was standing by the altar to make offerings. And the man cried out against the altar by the word of the Lord and said, O altar, altar, thus says the Lord. Behold, a son shall be born to the house of David, Josiah by name, and he shall sacrifice on you the priests on the high places who make offerings on you, and human bones shall be burned on you. And he gave a sign the same day, saying, This is the sign that the Lord has spoken. Behold, the altar shall be torn down, and the ashes that are on it shall be poured out. And when the king heard the saying of the man of God, which he cried against the altar at Bethel, Jeroboam stretched out his hand from the altar, saying, Seize him! And his hand which stretched out against him dried up, so that he could not draw it back to himself. The altar was also torn down. The ashes poured out from the altar according to the sign that the man of God had given out by the word of the Lord. And the king said to the man of God, Entreat now the favor of the Lord your God. Your God, not my God. He obviously, he doesn't have a relationship with God. And pray for me, that my hand may be restored to me. And the man of God entreated the Lord, and the king's hand was restored to him, and it became as it was before. And the 
king said to the man of God, Come home with me and refresh yourself, and I will give you a reward. And the man of God said to the king, If you give me half your house, I will not go in with you, and I will not eat bread or drink water in this place. For so it was commanded to me by the word of the Lord, saying, You shall neither eat bread nor drink water, nor return by the way that you came. So he went the other way and did not return by the way that he came to Bethel. Now the old prophet lived in Bethel, and his sons came and told him all that the man of God had done in this day in Bethel. They also told their father in the words that had spoken to the king. And their father said to them, Which way did he go? And his sons showed him the way of the man of God who came from Judah had gone. And he said to his sons, Saddle the donkey for me. So they saddled a donkey for him, and he mounted it. And he went after the man of God and found him sitting under an oak. And he said, Are you the man of God who came from Judah? And he said, I am. He said, Come home with me and eat bread. And he said, I may not return with you or go with you. Neither will I eat bread nor drink water with you in this place. For it was said to me by the word of the Lord, You shall either eat bread nor drink water, nor return by the way which you came. And he said to him, I am also a prophet as you are. And an angel spoke to me by the word of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with you into your house, that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied to him, this old wicked prophet. So he went back with him, Here's this good prophet saying, the Lord told me not to do it, listens to an old bad prophet who says, but an angel said, how many times do we hear, but an angel came to me. So he went back with him and ate bread in his house and drank water. And as they sat at the table, the word of the Lord came to the prophet who had brought him back. And he cried to the man of God who came from Judah. Thus says the word of the Lord, because you have disobeyed the word of the Lord and have not kept the command of the Lord that your God has commanded you, but have come back and eaten bread and drunk water in the place of which he said to you, eat no bread and drink your bo no water. Your body shall not come to the tomb of your father's. After he had eaten the bread and drunk, he saddled the donkey for the prophet whom he had brought back. As he went away, a lion met him on the road and killed him. And his body was thrown in the road, and the do donkey stood beside it. The lion also stood beside the body. And behold, men passed by and saw the body thrown in the road and the lion standing by the body. And they came and told it to the city where the old prophet lived. All because this old prophet told him and deceived him. And he shouldn't have listened and he shouldn't have gone, but he did. And when the old prophet who had brought him back from the way he heard of it, he said, It is the man of God who disobeyed the word of the Lord. Therefore, the Lord has given him to the lion, which he has torn him and killed him, according to the word of the Lord that spoke to him. 
And he said to his sons, Saddle the donkey for me. And they saddled it. And they went and found his body thrown in the road and the donkey and the lion standing beside the body. The lion had not eaten the body or torn the donkey. And the prophet took upon the body of the man of God and laid it on the donkey and brought it back to mourn and to bury him. And he laid the body in his own grave, and they mourned over him, saying, Alas, my brother. After they had buried him, he said to his sons, When I die, bury me in the grave of which the man of God is buried. Lay my bones beside his bones. For the saying that he called out the word against the altar of Bethel and against all the houses of the high places that are in the cities of Samaria shall surely come to pass. After this thing, Jeroboam did not turn away from his evil ways. Even though he saw, he heard, he almost lost his arm and it was restored still. But he made priests for the high places again from among the people. Any who would, he ordained to be priests of the high places. And this thing became sin to the house of Jeroboam, so as to cut it off and to destroy it from the face of the earth. Chapter 14 At that time, Abijah, the son of Jeroboam, fell sick. And Jeroboam said to his wife, Arise and disguise yourself, that it may not be known that you are the wife of Jeroboam, and go to Shiloh. Behold, Ahiah the prophet is there who said to me that I should be king over this people. Take with you ten loaves, some cakes, and a jar of honey, and go to him. He will tell you what shall happen to the child." Jeroboam's wife did so. She arose and she went to Shiloh. She came to the house of Ahiah. And when Ahiah could not see, for his eyes were dim because of his age. So he's an old man now. And the Lord said to Ahiah, Behold, the wife of Jeroboam is coming to inquire of you concerning her son, for he is sick. Thus shall you say to her, When she came, she pretended to be another woman. But when Ahiah heard the sound of her feet, as she came to the door, he said, Come in, wife of Jeroboam. Why do you pretend to be another? For I am charged with unbearable news for you. Go tell Jeroboam, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, because I exalted you from among the people and made you leader over my people Israel and tore the kingdom away from the house of David and gave it to you. And yet you have not been like my servant David, who kept my commandments, who followed me with all his heart, doing only which was right in my eyes. But you have done evil above all who were before you and all who have gone and made yourselves other gods and metal images, provoking me to anger and have cast me behind your back. He says, you know better than all these things. You know how you should be, but you've done them. So what happens? Therefore, behold, I will bring harm upon the house of Jeroboam and will cut off from Jeroboam every male, both bond and free in Israel. And I will burn up the house of Jeroboam as a man burns up 
dung until it is all gone. Anyone belonging to Jeroboam who dies in the city, the dogs shall eat. And anyone who dies in open country, the birds of the heavens shall eat. For the Lord has spoken it. Arise, therefore, and go to your house. When your feet enter the city, the child shall die. And all Israel shall mourn for him and bury him. For he only of Jeroboam shall come to the grave because in him there is found something pleasing to the Lord, the God of Israel in the house of Jeroboam. Moreover, the Lord will rise up for himself a king over Israel, who shall cut off the house of Jeroboam today. And henceforth, the Lord will strike Israel as a reed shaken out of water, and will root Israel up, out of this good land that he gave their fathers and scatter them beyond the Euphrates because they have made their Asherim provoking the Lord to anger. And he will give up Israel because of the sins of Jeroboam. The cause and the actions of a leader can really hurt a nation, which he sinned and made Israel to sin. Why did he make Israel to sin? One, he was the king, the leader, and responsible. And two, he made things and clearly instructed them to sin. Then Jeroboam's wife arose and departed and came to Tirzah, and she came to the threshold of the house. The child died. And all of Israel buried him and mourned for him, according to the word of the Lord, which he had spoken to his servant Ahiah, the prophet. Now the rest of the acts of Jeroboam, and how he warred, and how he reigned, behold, they are written in the book of Chronicles of the kings of Israel. And the time that Jeroboam reigned was twenty-two years, and he slept with his fathers, and Nadab, his son, reigned in his place. Let's open up our hearts, C.O.P., and let's worship our Heavenly Father some more. Let's not be like this king who thinks he knows better. But let's always take things to our Heavenly Father and trust that He knows best, that we live and we follow and we obey according to His rules. Amen. Let's worship Him together.
NCOP. Now we're going to wrap up today with our New Testament passage. We're going to go to Acts chapter 9, verse 32 to 10, verse 8. Now, as Peter was standing there among them all, he came down also to the saints who lived in Lydda. There he found a, name, a man named Aeneas, bedridden for eight years, who was paralyzed. Then Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Rise and make your bed. And immediately he rose. All the residents of Lydda and Sharon saw him, and they turned to the Lord. What a great response to seeing a miracle, and what the response should be. Now, there was in Joppa a disciple named Tabitha, which translated means Dorcas. She was full of good works and acts of charity. In those days she became ill and died, and when they had washed her, they laid her in the upper room. Since Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples, hearing that Peter was there, sent two men to urge him, Please, come with us without delay. So Peter rose and went with them, and when he arrived, they took him to the upper room. All the widows stood beside him, weeping and showing tunics and other garments that Dorcas had made while she was with them. But Peter put them all outside and knelt down and prayed. Turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. And he gave her his hand and raised her. Then calling the saints and widows, he presented her alive. And it became known throughout all Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Again, what the response should be, turning to God. And he stayed in Joppa for many days with one Simon a tanner. At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion, of what was known as the Italian cohort, a devout man who feared God with all his household, gave alms generously to the people, and prayed continually to God. At about the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly a vision of the Lord of God come to him, God come in and say to him, Cornelius, and he stared at him in terror and said, What is it, Lord? And he said to him, Your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and bring one, Simon, who is called Peter. He is lodging with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had departed, he called two of his servants and a devout soldier from among those who attended him. And having related everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. Today, I hope you see the importance of following God, that we need to follow him. And when we do right and God is honored, what happens? More people are led into a relationship with our Heavenly Father. What happens if we're a bad leader and lead people into sin? Destruction comes on the house. Consequences come. And pain comes. So let's make sure we're always doing things with the right heart and keeping things following God. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence. Father, we pray and ask that you help us, teach us, and guide us, that we will be able to apply these things, Father God, in our heart and in our life. Lord, we ask, continue to strengthen us, continue to guide us according to your word. And Lord, we come and we lift up to you our nation. We pray for healing, Lord God, to be upon the Philippines, that Lord, sickness and disease will go away. That, Father God, this virus will be contained. 
that you will give wisdom, Lord God, to our government officials who are making decisions over our land, that you give strength, Lord God, to our doctors, nurses, and medical frontliners and professionals, that in all that they do, Lord God, Lord, you will give them strength. You will keep them healthy, Lord God, that, Lord, sickness and disease shall not come upon them, Lord. Father, we lift up to you our brothers and sisters here at COP. Lord, we've been hearing some amazing testimonies. Father, we continue to pray and ask for these testimonies to flow. Lord, we thank you that you have been our provider, that we are seeing your goodness and faithfulness, not just in the good times, but in these times that can be hard and difficult. Lord, we look forward to more testimonies. We look forward to more increase. We worship you, Father. We praise you for who you are and for what you are doing. We love you, Lord. We thank you for your goodness, your protection, and your prosperity that is upon us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, we look forward to seeing you, COP, this weekend in God's house. So I'll see you real soon. Take care and God bless.